Listen, folks, we know that developing your marketing plan is challenging and can be time consuming. And we also know that balancing your business and your personal life can get tricky. So we've created a program to help you out. Introducing Massage Core Academy's Done For You membership, where you can go to get your social media content. Just cut, copy, and paste. It's as simple as that. And in a couple of months, we're gonna be adding Done For You newsletters and blogs to that membership. So check it out. Head over to massagecoreacademy.com to learn more. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today, we're talking about holistic branding. What up, yo? Oh, my nose is so itchy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember if you edit these to where people see me while you're talking at the intro. I think I think they do. No. I, I oh yeah. You don't. Okay. No, well, I intentionally made I intentionally made eye contact with the camera to see if I, when I watch this back, I kind of <laughs> want to see what that looks like because I you can never look at the camera and look at your the person you're talking to at the same time. You right. just can't. It's not possible. Which is funny um, when you think about it because like I'm staring at your face on a computer screen, but like I'm not actually looking. I'm just like looking at your picture. I'm not actually like looking at you, but it's still. Like, I still have to look at you. Like, I can't look at this camera and listen to you in my ear and like talk to everybody. I just can't do it. Right. I can't. No, exactly. Same thing. Um, although they do have AI built in where it will make it look like you're looking at the camera, even though you're looking elsewhere. Don't even get me just, I'm, I'm whew, like, that's where I'm at with technology and AI. It's bonkers. Well, still today we're talking about <laughs> today we're talking about holistic stuff. We're talking about specifically holistic branding um, and what that looks like beyond your table. So we know six step process is branding and marketing and sales um, in the session because your goal is to retain that client and rebook them, right? But what about getting those first clients? Um, what about how to show up on social media? What about when you're visiting the chamber of commerce, these are all your holistic branding opportunities that are outside of your office that are going to be right. engaging directly with the prospects that could be um, clients in the future. Right now I, um, I know that in the massage industry, a lot of people are like, what do you mean branding? Like, I'm not selling a product. I'm just selling a certain, like you are the brand. You are the brand. Okay. So this goes beyond how, like, you know, even beyond like what ingredients you're using for your sessions, this goes into everything at your office. And I'm just going to get this out of the way really quickly, because a lot of what we're going to be talking about doesn't really I don't think a lot of people are going to think about it. So you're in office stuff like holistic wellness means that there shouldn't be like a bottle of Comet or Lysol or stuff like that out. If you prefer to use them, fine. But if you are, I'll preface it by saying this, if you are a, a business owner who is advocating for the use of natural products, if somebody walks in and sees a bottle of Lysol, like 
in your bathroom, they might be like, mm, I don't know about this. So be careful about what you're using in your office that goes along with that branding. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Give give me one one specific example of how that would play out. What do you mean how it would play out? Well, to explain to me what I understand what you're saying, but I can see where it might be a little confusing. So g give me like a real world example of what you're saying. Real world example of what I'm saying. Okay. So I use essential oils. Okay. Um, real world example is I'm talking to a client about the, uh, benefits of essential oils and how important it is to choose a reputable brand that does like third-party testing or some other source of testing provides those results. And it's not, you're not just walking into Walgreens and buying a bottle of essential oil. That's not going to help you. However, in a pinch, I don't have what I need. So I go and get a replacement bottle somewhere else that is of lesser quality value to use on them. I don't want to throw out the word hypocrite, but like if it's, if I'm preaching it, preaching, yeah, I couldn't think that word. If I'm preaching quality, I'm not going to go with subpar quality. I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm out. I'm sorry. We can use this instead. Yeah. Or, or, or plan your business more efficiently to where you'll never out. But yes, I, I understand. And I know, and I know cleaning supplies fit into this like kind of category where there are some people that still really believe in the science of stuff like anything that you can find at Target and Giant Eagle, because that's the only thing that's antibacterial. Not true, but it might be the only thing that is on some sort of approved cleaning list. I, there was a, there's a whole list that went out for COVID and I am blanking on where you can find that list, but there's a whole list of approved cleaning chemicals. The problem is, is that some of those chemicals may be harmful. And if you are preaching in your newsletters and your blogs that you should be finding other forms of cleaners that aren't so harmful, but then you walk in, the second example is somebody walks in and sees that Lysol or those Clorox wipes or whatever, they're going to be like, well, what are you doing? You're telling us not to use them, but you're, they're clearly here. Yeah. So in, in simple terms, I'm not trying to, preach, I'm not right? trying to offend. Yeah. I'm not trying to offend anybody that uses those products. I choose not to, I find alternative solutions. If you do, I'm not saying that it's wrong. No, it's not, okay? no that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is if your brand is going to identify as one way, you need to stick with that on your Correct. personal level, but also your brand has to demonstrate that as well. So don't say you do green only and then have a bottle of Tide with, that you do laundry with. Just right. don't say it if that's not going to be the case, right? Right. Um, have your brand emulate what you do uh, because if it's uncovered, which you see this in huge organizations all the time where you'll have a whistleblower, if it's uncovered, that's going to big time negatively impact your image. Right. And if you can avoid that by just doing right by what you preach, it's a non-issue. Yeah, for sure. And that's all I was trying to say. I'm getting the in-office yeah. stuff out of the way because that's all stuff that like we could, I can sit here and be like, you know, okay, I need to fix this, 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 and this, if that's what my branding is. The next, yeah. the bigger portion of this is how do you make this cohesive across everywhere that you market and in every single aspect in your post? So well, co cohesive brand identity, one super simple your colors that you choose for your branding and your logo, 
Um, I believe we do have a link for it, coolers, C-O-O-L-O-R-S, um, on massagecoreacademy.com forward slash links. Um, you can build, God, that thing has amazing capabilities, but whatever colors you choose should match what's on your Facebook, should match what's on your Instagram, match what's on your Google. That's the colors that you do all your posts in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, that is like the easiest, sure. yeah, that's the easiest way for it to be cohesive. Um, the second kind of portion is planning. Okay. You know, plan your content and your marketing around seasonal stuff, hot in the area. Maybe you guys come up on, you know, maybe your area comes up on like concert season where there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of outdoor activities and you want to, whatever you want to cash in on that. It has to be cohesive for the area for you and what you offer and what your ideal client is as well as the season. Capish? Push. Capish, capish, capish. Okay. Um, we get into this thing about like consistency across channels. Okay. And I'm skipping one on our list for right now. Consistency across channels. So we use Google Facebook and Instagram. And you're going to have people that are only on one. You're also going to have people that are on all three or checking at least two of them regularly. So you want to avoid things like posting the same content on the same day on both of those channels. So tell me what you think about this. Instagram is the storytelling aspect, right? Facebook is mostly, I mean, there is storytelling on Facebook, but Instagram is really built for more video footage, more storytelling. Well, storytelling, yes. Yes, okay. So if you post something on Facebook, say, for example, I post tomorrow, um, you know, something about relative to uh, chiropractic care and massage therapy, how they work hand in hand. On Facebook, it might be a graphic that has like the top three benefits as well as post context. But on Instagram, it might be, me in my office talking about it and showing people and whatever. It's the same conversation, just done two different ways. That just means that you're not creating, and it's not that you can't create separate conversations or separate topics on each platform, but you don't want to take that same graphic and put it on Facebook and Instagram and call it a day. You want to vary it somewhere. It all, it all comes down to humanizing the brand. So what you have to do is you have to say, and you can do this as a, a role play, visualize yourself, you're jumping, you're unlocking your phone and you have the two icons, Instagram and Facebook. Which one are you going on and why? What is it that you're looking to digest under each of those platforms? And right. if you're on Instagram, you're probably looking to be entertained, but also you're looking for some sort of visual stimulant. Mm -hmm. Um that's what visual storytelling is. And you could probably go to some of the companies that do advertising really well and see that their ads on Instagram are different than for the same company, their ads that are on Facebook. And some of them, they're identical, which means they're not diversifying based off of the channels. That's not the right way to do it. And I don't want right. anybody spending an abundance of money or time doing this. You just have to be aware that when you're on Facebook, a, you're getting between seven and ten, getting in front of seven and ten percent of your audience. 
posting organically, which means if you have 100 people, seven to 10 of them are going to see it. I wouldn't spend a lot of time there. Doesn't mean ignore it. It just means I wouldn't put energy into it. But if you want to still be relevant, you still need to post regularly. Right. Instagram, on the other hand, algorithm is going to be based off of what people are engaging with. So you, you could be you could show up in front of 10% of your audience or 90% of your audience based off of the content and what your audience is traditionally doing. So right. your chances of showing up are much better, but that is a visual storytelling. And we're going to get into storytelling later, but storytelling is so important when it comes to people digesting content and choosing in that one third of a second, whether to stick around and watch it or whether to flip to the next thing. And right. then Google is all about reputation. What is your reputation and how do you uh, deliver that, that to people who you show up because they searched for you so that you're already pre-qualified as potentially the right choice for them? How do you push them over to where they click website, click the call, click the booking link, right? So different content per channel, but you can still tell the same story. It's just going to be uh, delivered at a different medium in a different way for each audience. Right. And that's where the consistency comes in. Like, you know, if you're doing videos and you're doing it a certain way on Instagram, like don't get lazy and change it up just because you don't want to put in the effort. Like you have to keep that consistent because you're setting the expectation. When you come and see me on Instagram, this is what you're going to get. When you see me on Facebook, this is what you're going to get. So don't switch it. Period. Point blank. Yeah. Um, the storytelling, the storytelling aspect, I think it's super confusing for a lot of people like okay well really can i do a really awesome example of storytelling yeah so we're talking about outside of the office right not on the table but marketing outside so here's the here's the story i'm gonna i'm gonna paint for you um you sign up for a chamber of commerce and there's a morning coffee it's 8 30 in the morning everybody goes and networks and it's 8 45 now and it's time for everybody to go around and do their pitches right they do a 30 second pitch they introduce themselves what are they there for and it gives everybody in the circle an opportunity to get to know you or reinforce be reinforced of what it is that you do because they meet people all day long right so you get a coffee in hand and it's your time to deliver a 30 second pitch there's two ways to do this. There's a way to do it where you are going to be not storytelling, and there's going to be a way to do it where you are storytelling. I went ahead and wrote out a version of each. I'm going to read those to you, and I want you to just kind of resonate with the words of each one and kind of tell for yourself what the difference is and why that's important. Okay. So here's the version that is not storytelling. I'm a certified massage therapist with over 10 years of experience in deep tissue and Swedish massage. My focus is on providing both immediate relief and long-term wellness. I offer customized treatments that target your specific needs from reducing chronic pain to improving mobility. Let's work together to help you achieve a healthier, more balanced life. Ugh. It's the facts across, right? And if you- Yeah, it does are having any of those issues and I hit on it, um, there's going to be some, there's gonna be some organic resonating there. Right. All right here's the version that is storytelling. In college, I watched a friend struggle with chronic back pain, unable to find relief. That's when I found my calling. I became a certified massage therapist to help people like her who just want to get back to living their lives pain-free. 
Now with over 10 years of experience, I specialize in deep tissue and sweetest massage techniques that not only relax, but also heal. Imagine finally getting a good night's sleep or playing with your kids without that nagging pain. That's what I offer. Let me help you reclaim your life one session at a time. I like that so, one. Factually, both of them delivered the same information. It's just one told the story, which automatically forces a listener to have an emotional connection with what you're saying. Right. At whatever level for them. Right. right? So they can also visualize what that story is. So they're both going to do the job. One's just more powerful and more human. Right. So storytelling is where you take it a step further instead of just stating the facts you humanize and you get on their level and resonate with what they've got going on in their life and that's how you can close deals if you look at some of the most successful ad campaigns um even by the big companies like you know budweiser and all them um they all told stories and a lot of us can recite that story today like the budweiser frogs yeah we know that story everybody yep. knows that story we also know when it ran. It ran during a Super Bowl. Why? Because they told the story. They didn't just deliver facts. Right. So you, when you're outside of your office, you have the opportunity to humanize your brand in a way that can only be done um, with stories. And I can almost guarantee you, nobody else around your area is doing that. So when you tell a story about your college roommate, you're going to stand out like a sore thumb and you're going to, you're going to stick in their mind. And when it comes time for them to make a decision of uh, getting that relief, you're going to be the obvious choice for them um, rather than somebody who's just said the same thing that everybody else is saying. I think it also is important to mention that people remember stories easier than facts. You know, considering the first example, if I were to walk out of there and they'd be like, all right, well, who'd you mean? I'd be like, oh, well, this Guy Chad, he's a massage therapist. I think he said like 10 years of experience. But like, I don't remember, That's all I don't, you're going to remember. I don't remember anything else about it. Something about chronic. But with that, I'm like, oh, yeah. So like I met this guy today who had this college friend, blah, 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 blah. It's a lot easier to remember. So it not only sticks in their mind and resonates, but it sticks there for longer. And you retain, you retain more information. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't... I hate the fact that people make that some people make video recording so difficult. Like I struggled with it myself because like, I'm a very planned person. I'm afraid I'm going to screw something up when I'm speaking just without any context or without a, you know, a bullet point. And yes, that's going to happen when you're first starting to do it and you're going to record and record and record. But like, you have to keep in mind that the value of being organic is very powerful. It doesn't mean that you can't allow for screw ups in your recording, but as opposed to it being very planned and, um, you know, almost like itemized down to exactly what you're going to say, I think the level, especially in our industry, when we're working one-on-one -on -one with people, I think being organic in those videos, even if it is you taking a walk and you just had a bright idea to share, Pause, go stand next to a tree and share it. It doesn't have to be, I just, I, I wish I could get people to where I'm at now because I think a lot of people stop when they start feeling frustrated with videos, 
Like, oh, well, I have to have my hair done and I have to have my makeup perfect and my background has to be good. If you were tuning in a couple episodes ago, Chad showed his background and, you know, like my background's not any, it's not any cleaner. Like, don't just find the best place possible and just do it. Just start doing it and start putting them out there. Yeah, well said. And, you know, if if video's not your thing or you have this discomfort with videos, what I suggest is you just start recording, but you don't have to publish them. Just start going through the process. Yeah. And if you want to slowly trickle them out, put it up on YouTube, mark it unlisted, and then send that link directly to a couple trusted folks and yeah. ask them to just watch it. Maybe even you could even ask for some feedback, but getting out of that mind space of um, I'm unable to or I'm mm -hmm. uncomfortable with to just doing it doesn't mean the world has to see it. And right, frankly, if you record a video and put it on YouTube, the world's not going to see it. 32 people are. So <laughs> that that fear shouldn't exist just yet. But if it does, just start practicing. That's all that's all you need to do. Put in a little bit of practice. Um, yeah, and equip, yourself. and equip yourself. One of my favorite apps to use is InShot because I record on my phone. I can upload it right to InShot and make all of the edits that I need to do. And like, you can practice on both ways. Practice, yeah. you can practice your recording, get comfortable with that and practice the actual editing process. It's not a scary thing, folks. It really isn't. Yeah, it really is. Holistic branding, um, it, it's it's powerful stuff. It can be interchanged with the word organic, but the idea is, um, branding in a way that is that is for the public consumption. Um, so it could be social media, and like we mentioned, the way you want to show up on social media is, um consistent if mm -hmm. you say i'm gonna post uh once a week then stick to once a week if you can't commit to that figure something that you can commit to uh that consistency both with how people digest your content but also with how the algorithms distribute right. is imperative if right. you if you go for a month posting once per week and then all of a sudden you don't post for two weeks when you come back, the algorithm is not going to be in your favor. But if you continue posting consistently on that cadence, the algorithm will be in your favor. It likes when it is predictable of what's going to happen where. Um, so it's in your best interest to show up uh, consistently with your colors, with your branding, um, you know, all the way down to the things that you, uh, the clothing that you wear in your videos, um, that can be consistent with your brand as well, right? If you, uh, you're not going to show up and wear a power suit. Why? Because that's not what massage therapy is about. It doesn't make sense to do a video of wearing a power suit. If you notice, right. oh, if you're watching on Spotify, you notice that Jeanette and I, 90% of the time, we're just wearing a t-shirt or a long shirt because we're chill. We're totally chill. And we want to have that approach where you all can reach out to us if you need something. And we're not going to be this formal, uh, you know, super structure, got to do it a certain way kind of thing. We want everything we do is customized and personalized um, for each one of our clients as well. So show up how you show up, but be consistent about it. Right. Love it. Love it. Right on Love time. A little, little clock's flashing at me. It's uh. Her timing was perfect. Nice. Next, so we got going on for next week. week. Ooh, the first 30 days roadmap for 
our new therapists out there. And so. this also, I think this also parts of this could be used for veteran therapists, maybe at the beginning of the year, just kind of a way as like a checkpoint, like, am I doing all these things? Um, but for the most part, it's all going to be geared towards new therapists. First 30 days of opening up your business, where should you be? What should you do? What should you expect? Yeah. I was just going to say, just because you're not a brand new therapist doesn't mean this isn't relevant because a year from now, you might be mentoring therapists and this is going to give you the opportunity to mentor them perfectly. You yeah. might be in an area where you're onboarding new massage therapists into your business and having this roadmap can help facilitate a really smooth transition for them. So this is a great listen for just about everybody. Right. So, oh, keep tuning in. Um, Yeah. Wow. I didn't know who was supposed to take that out. Until we see you next week, folks, keep folding your sheets and be great. Be great in your business out there. See ya. Take it to the next level.